Thank you for tuning in to Mafia Memoirs. This episode is brought to you by Rotofest and Zimware. Rotofest is the most powerful mobile invoicing software designed for auto detailers and auto recon professionals on the market today. More than just a mobile invoicing app, it gives you a complete suite of tools to manage your business. Yes, it has a mobile app designed for the iPhone and Android to decode the van and create an invoice out in the field, but it also includes integration with QuickBooks, customer management tools, reports, and now inventory management is included in this powerful suite of tools. Learn more about Rotafest at rotafest.com. We uh, we are are live. live. Good morning and welcome to another episode of Mafia Memoirs. We are the Dynamic Duo. I'm Jody. I'm Rod Pusey. As always, uh, Mafia Memoirs is sponsored by RotoFS, the software that drives your business. Today, we're going to ask you to do something uh, a little different. If you guys could actually go to our YouTube channel, look up Zenware and subscribe to our YouTube so you can see these videos. We know you watch them on Facebook but we're really trying to keep this thing going. We have a lot of interest. The other thing is, if you have not been on Mafia Memoirs and you would like to be, all you need to do is Give reach us a out shout. to us. Clickety-click, I want to be on Mafia Memoirs, send. That's perfect. That's all you got to do. No other requirements. Yep, so we so. we are super, super excited. This morning, we have Jennifer Zerkot from Carsmetology. She's actually been on my list to get on Mafia Memoirs for at least six months. Um, if you have not connected with her or followed her awesome work, you need to go out to Instagram and look up Carsmetology. She's also on YouTube, and we are super, super excited. Welcome, Jennifer. Good morning to you. Thank you so much, you guys. Oh, man. You, you look great. And it's obviously Christmas. It's, it's hard to believe this is actually going to be our last Mafia Memoirs of the year because last we're going to take Christmas off. And um, we're actually already lining up for next year. Um, got some really cool people lined up. So looking forward to that. So let's talk about you. How did you get started in the detailing world? Um, that would be probably one of the most common questions that I get. And it kind of always changes. Well, I mean, it doesn't change, but I would say that well, I got started detailing. I mean, I was 15 years old and everybody that was, well, not everybody, but there were a lot of people that were younger and they wanted to work at the local car wash. It was like the cool thing to do. So I got a job there at 15 and I would say any job that I had before 19, I really didn't care about. <laughs> yeah, Typical sure. teen. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I mean, 17, uh, well, I worked at that car wash for a hot second, um, washing and drying and then I ended up working as a cashier every once in a while too. And one of the managers, he was just, he would be like, Hey, do you want me to do your, your account or, you know, um, the, ca the cashier, like the drops at the end of the night. And I was young and I was dumb and I'm like, Oh yeah, sure. So then, you know, a little bit later I got fired because my numbers didn't match. And I'm assuming, you know, I don't know what was going on, but maybe something went wrong. So anyway, <laughs> um, working there, worked at a dealership at 17, um, didn't really like that. So kind of fell asleep in a car lift and got fired. And then, um, 
19 was when I actually, uh, I went through some personal stuff when I was about 17 years old, dropped out of high school. And, um, and then I ended up going on a, uh, a road trip in my car and for about three months and then came back and then I kind of took life seriously. So when I say like the personal stuff that happened, my dad passed away and my mom was an alcoholic. So I just kind of like, I lost myself for a little bit and I got super depressed and, you know, you start to think like how, you know, nobody's going to help you but yourself. And if you sit there and try and search for help from somebody else, that means that Mm -hmm. you're never going to be strong enough to do it on your own. So one day I'm just like, why, like, why am I being so depressing? I need to do this myself. And so then ever since then I got a job. Um, I got a job. What happened was my best friend, she didn't have a cell phone at the time. So she went to a place, it was a local car wash again, full service detail too. She wrote down my cell phone number. Our both, both of our names are Jennifer. So they ended up calling me and I'm like, yeah, I'll take that job. <laughs> so I told my friend and she ended up applying to later on, but she already got a job at some hotel, but she worked with me for a little bit, but didn't. Anyway, so I worked at this car wash for four years after about a year and a half of me mopping every day. And and the owner was kind of like a a fill-in dad for me. So he, um, yeah, I just always wanted to impress him. He was kind of like a drill instructor. He would, you know, it's it's really not that hard to clean a window. But, um, you know, I just, there was a lot of people that couldn't do it, but I was like determined to make sure that I got that back window, you know, sticking like chopsticks back there, getting it. <laughs> the, like I was scrubbing the, the walkways floorboards with a toothbrush. I would mop every single day. I was shoveling the car wash pits. Um, but yeah, I, I became a manager real quick and then ran it for about four years, but it was a lot of work because I was doing all the, the inventory and the, the scheduling and the cleaning, mm-hmm. like fixing the track and shoveling the track and managing like a bunch of kids and then adults. And it was just very stressful for me because I got to be the bad guy. I was the cool manager. And then I got to be the bad guy because people had to get work done. So I worked there for four years, went to college after that, tried going to college. I got my GED, went to college, technical college, then a university. And school just wasn't for me. So I ended up starting detailing on the side. And I started with a rotary buffer. I didn't touch a DA until about seven years ago. But I worked for a few places, a couple hole in the walls, a couple jobs by like, you know, work by myself. And then I worked at, and then I got a job. I was bartending and some guy came in and he was like, you should really work at this shop. Like they have a lot of Porsches there, a lot of Audis. So I went there and applied and I went, I got the job, but I pulled out my rotary buffer and, you know, everybody up front was like, what are you doing with that big thing? (laughs) They gave me a DA and I had no idea how to use it. And so I kind of, I watched a kid do it about 15 minutes and then I just kind of like picked it up. Like there was a lot of things that I learned, you know, you, you figure out, don't, don't do too big of sections. You're going to heat up the pad too much. Don't, keep it on Mach 6 and burn out the path, you know, just, there's a lot of things you learn. Right. And, but the fact that I figured out how to, you know, polish out black paint, I mean, that was really cool. So I don't know, I kind of stuck with that for a couple years, but I never got a raise, which I was supposed to when I got acclimated. And I was there for two years. I was getting 13 bucks an hour. I was almost pushing 30 years old. And I'm like, I got to go, you know, you, you're using me for marketing. Um, I love my boss who is actually now my 
boyfriend. Um, I'll get into that a little bit later. But um, yeah, so I was just like, I gotta, I gotta go. So I started my business. It was cosmetology. I knew that. So I always kind of like considered it my car cosmetology when people talk to me. And then, um, you know, I just, I figured, Hey, um, I have a, a huge passion for working hard, um, making sure people are taken care of and they know that it's not just a, another car for me. Like it's their baby. They worked really hard for it. And, um, you know, and I thought maybe being a girl, it would help too. So I started my business and I, I had a, had no money getting into it. Didn't even have money to get the shop. So I had to borrow money from one of my other bosses bartending and then um, borrowed a thousand dollars from my mom to get supplies. And I had a 3000 square foot shop and uh, like one shelf. I didn't, I had this janky boom box and uh, like nothing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, and I had a boyfriend at the time that was like really, yeah, he was quite a treat and uh, asked me to live with him and then been with him for two years and found out he was cheating on me. So then I lived in my shop for uh, a year, which was kind of tough because I was like washing myself in a mm-hmm. big blue bucket and cold water. Like my shop didn't even have like a sprayer. I had to use my thumb. Like there was just a lot of things that I went through, but it was really tough, but I, I, wouldn't change it for the world and then after that I you know about a year later um my boyfriend well he wasn't my boyfriend but my boss came to me and he ended up it was just really weird because he like wanted to hang out with me but we didn't really talk because he thought it was competition but then he wanted to talk to me and I was really happy because he is a really, really great man he is um a great boss besides he couldn't pay me but we mo- he moved into a 32,000 square foot shop so I completely understand that like it was hard for him to pay me more especially when we we're only charging about 200 250 dollars per detail so um yeah uh, but he started to talk to me and I was like man I don't know like I just got burned I'm gonna hook you up with my friend or something so <laughs> the deflection <laughs> that's a bit that didn't, that didn't work because it was just weird because I looked at him as a boss, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. But then, like, my friend wasn't having it, but I saw how, like, sweet he was and how, like, any other guy that I've ever kind of dated being in this industry, it's really hard because, you know, they'll be like, whose car is that? Like, how do you know him? And uh, who's texting you? And it's it's like, I pride myself on being professional. Sure, yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I saw how sweet he was. He didn't care about that stuff. He is 43 years old. Now he is. He was like 41, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. He uh, He's just a really great guy, and I ever, it's been amazing ever since. He he kept asking me to live with him, and I'm like, no, no. no. I don't want to again. I'm good. And yeah, I don't know. And then I just ended up moving in with them right away and it's just been it's been amazing ever since cool well that that is that's crazy so one of the things i wanted to to talk to you about is and i know a lot of people um this is this is a challenging one for people so i have my background i have three sisters i also have three daughters so uh i've i've been awarded like the you know i've gotten you know, female, what, whatever. No, 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 no. Just, <laughs> I, I, I kind of understand. I've been in that world my whole life. I'm like, okay, Fred, at our house, whoever I do with the hair, I do the nails. It's, yeah. it's just how it works. Yeah. So, but I also watch in our industry, 
in in our industry software but also in the detailing industry a lot of people want to just like go overboard they're like oh my god it's a female detailer and I, and I look at it and I'm like yeah it is but there's 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 the side that totally tries to capitalize on that and you use that you said you know they use me for marketing and there's certain people out there that that's what they're doing they're using a female detailer as marketing as opposed to somebody who does it because they have a passion to work hard and they do it and that's why um, we've had several uh, women on here that are that are really hard workers that we've got to work. We've never had the opportunity to work with you um, side by side, but we've worked with, oh my gosh, Diana Balboni, who just oh, kills it. Kills. Di- obviously, Diane uh, Doyle, um, two of Lenny's daughters, you know, two of Lenny's daughters um, at Sydney at Iwash, and she is unbelievably detail-oriented. I mean, I... I was hard pressed to find a speck of dirt on her. I like literally, I was like, there's no way you're ever coming in my shop because my shop is like freaking pig pen off of the peanuts cartoons compared to her shop is just spotless. So without going into the, Oh my God, you're a female detailer. Obviously just like in our world of software, it is not the norm. Mm -hmm. So did you have a passion for cars as a kid, or was it just a matter of being kind of OCD and wanting everything to be in the right place? I, I always had a passion for cars. My brother kind of got me started on that. Um, my dad always kind of taught me how to like, I mean, he didn't teach me the right way, but he always wanted to have my car clean. Um, but I also have a passion for working really hard. I get a lot of gratification from that. So yeah, I just, sometimes I'm like, how did I do that? Like, and being yeah. just me in one summer, like last year, this, the year before, like every single pretty much year, but I kept, kept getting better. Um, but yeah, I just have a huge passion for working really hard and like proceeding or um, kind of what, what's the word? Uh, over exceed expectations. Like right, right, how right. much work I could do like in a week, like I moved in or I merged with my boyfriend cause we both, pretty much work on the same vehicles. So, um, I mean, I have my own customers and then he has his customers feeding to me. And then we have, so I schedule my own people, but yet the other people up front, they schedule people for me too. So I can come in and on Monday I have like two cars scheduled, maybe one's a coding and one's a detail. And then on Wednesday I have two more cars that come in. And then I have my people that come in and drop them off at like, Thursday or Friday. So I am getting done. Like, you know, I have to have the paint corrections that are done that get dropped on Monday, done by Wednesday. And then those ones get, you know, and then the ones, yeah. it's just, so is it just you doing your yeah. job? Do you don't have that? Like you don't have a part-time. You have a little me? You? I had a, yeah, I have them come in. I had one um, work with me this summer for a little bit, but once we start to get slow, I'm just like, I got mm. this, you know, and I let them know beforehand. But yeah, it's mostly like I'll get some help in the summer, but um, I, it's not really it, like in yeah. the part-time help is part-time. Like it's, oh, yeah. Yeah. it's like three so, or six hours a week. And then sometimes it's 20 or 30, you know, but yeah. yeah. So let's, uh, this is one thing I always hit with everybody because the fact that we do so many diverse um, locations yeah. throughout the world that uh, talk about your environment. Cause before we went live, you were telling me the temperature so yeah. you are, where are you located physically? So people know where you're at in the world. The shop is in Plymouth, Minnesota, but uh, my other shops were in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I live in Minneapolis, but yeah, okay. it's about 
maybe 15 degrees now and it gets down to like I had an IGL training out here last February and there was snow up to the door so Mm -hmm. probably one of the coldest flights we've ever taken (laughs) was through Minneapolis St. Paul and on the jetway it was negative five and this is no joke I'm not making this up there was a dude on the runway de-icing a plane in shorts and wearing shorts and I'm like we're in Idaho it gets colder and I'm like that dude is invincible that guy doesn't make me <laughs> what the heck? so so in that environment obviously you have seasons a lot of people don't they have you know warm and then a little warmer or they have you know but you guys have seasons there so how do you deal with that in your shop so that you're not completely dead in the middle of the winter <clears throat> i'm not really dead here um working out of this building i actually have never really been very dead um Usually, like, when kids go back to school and stuff like that, there is, like, a week period where it's kind of, there's nobody coming in. Yeah. But um, seasons-wise, I mean, it's it's fine now that I have kind of a shop that I can, you know, wash the cars, there's a drain, and then pull it into the bay. But when I had my first shop, I didn't have drains. Um, pretty much had to wait for like a nice nicer day and then just wash it outside yeah um. <laughs> yeah you know that it's, it's crazy. I mean, whatever it's gotta, yeah. you, you, make, it. you make it work and i think that's that's the thing is a lot of people um you know based on what your your story what your your background is you're you're really it seems like it's just you're gonna make it work no matter what and it's it's hard for some people to get that when we were at sema Jody and I talked to this really young kid. He was literally just out of high school, like back, like months ago. Yeah. And he was trying to figure out how to do it. He's like, I got a polisher. I've never used it. I'm really nervous. And he was, he was just on the cusp of doing stuff. And, and literally the advice I gave him, I was like, okay, two things, dude. First off, hook up with a mentor. Second yeah. off, go to the junkyard and buy a hood. Right. Go buy a hood and then just play with figure, it. It out. figure it out. Push too hard. Make it too hot. Burn through the paint. Figure yeah. out how much it takes make it happen because you're not, there's not like a, there's not like an instruction manual, do this, do this, do this. There are for certain things and you can go get trainings. We always encourage people to go get training from the best, you know, go to the IGL trainings. If you want to learn how to do coatings and do that, possibly, but but figure it out. You've got to just figure out how to make it work. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, IGL. You are one of the faces of IGL. Let's talk about your role there. Mm-hmm. I see you heavily involved in a lot of their trainings. Yep. And uh, that, I mean, you are bleeding green in, in a lot of cases. So let's talk about that. So how I kind of got started with IGL is, um, you know, I was using other brands. I was kind of figuring out what was best for me and my business. Um, there were certain coding companies that I, like, you know, I, I have different, um, <clears throat> I have different properties in a coating that I, I need, you know, I need to see a difference. I need to feel a difference, um, you know, kind of ease of application because I'm a one person show. So I want to be able to produce enough work for me to get out instead of being here at midnight, like every single night sleeping at the shop, which I don't have a problem with, but I also kind of want to have a life sometimes. Yeah. But so I was kind of having trouble with a coating and, it was the humidity that was messing with me. And, you know, the other detailer 
well, I tried it. I tried a Kenzo kit actually to start. And what I did is I was like, okay, well, we'll see how about this. Cause I, you know, I've never really tried the stuff and I put it on a, um, I put it on two black cars, a 911 and like a GT 500 something. So I ended up putting it on that, let it, I let that ride for about a year and a half. And so then that's when I was using another coating, I was having trouble. So the last detailer that, um, my boyfriend had, he, oh, his name's Kevin, but last detailer that Kevin had, he, um, he ended up leaving, but he used IGL, but he didn't, he wasn't up to Kenzo. So he had a couple bottles that were sitting in the shelf. So I used that. I put it on a car. Well, I took it off the shelf and I just remember thinking like, not today, like I want to go home early today. So ended up getting both the coatings done. Um, at around five, like seven o'clock, I'd say I was out the door. And so after that, I was like, wow, like, I really like this stuff. And then two weeks later, a customer came to me and told me about how, well, he, I, he actually sent me a text message and he was like, he was the guy that I did the, the IGL coding on. And he goes, I just read it and said, what did you put on my car? And I'm like, oh, oh no. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, shoot. and so like I scrolled up and he's like my, my car washer. Cause he drove up from Iowa. He's like, my car washer is absolutely amazed. You know, he's doing videos of him splashing water on it. And after that, I, you know, I was just like, there was just a lot of things that were pointing me to IGL. You know, Joel was such a, such a treat. Like he'd call me out of nowhere and just see how I was doing. And then he like asked me what my goals were and all sorts of stuff. And I just kind of like, I've been detailing for about 17 years and been in the industry for 20. I'm like, it's, I feel like I learned enough to where I need to, I want to help other people. So helping other people cut down time, use a product that they don't have to put a mask on. Um, you know, it's cost friendly. Like it's, you know, the numbers are there, the margins are there. So I was like, I talked to Joel and I'm like, dude, I want to be a trainer and I want to like, I just want to help people out. And so he's like, all right, well, let me call you back. And then the next day he's like, how would I make your dreams come true? And I'm like, <laughs> you've got, you've almost got a great Joel. You got to put, you got to have a little more strain. Yeah. You got a little more strain in your voice with a little bit more, you know, like, <laughs> I'm making dreams. That's awesome because I I really, I'd never met Joel before on SEMA. Yeah. And I had the opportunity to talk to him several times, like five or six times during the show. And and he and I had quite a few conversations uh, after hours at some of this stuff. And it was, I I really like Joel. We're going to have him on. Yeah, he's awesome. But but it just, I really liked just how open he was. You know, on most of the people that we really are drawn hang to. out with and drawn to are like that they open up right. to you. they're like family they're you know i mean exactly that that's just it, it is a big family and there's no need to be so um standoffish right i mean there's a lot of people that are like i work on lambos so you know whatever yeah. and it's like that's great you work on lambos you work on black cars and, and you're great in your area yeah. um, but you go to a different area with a different humidity and you can't use the same products you know, it just, it doesn't work. You have to, you have to know what works in your area. Yeah. I mean, I think out of all the coatings that I've used, I feel like IGL has been the best with me in different environments because I don't have climate control in, in this super sweet bay. So, you know, when it's cold, I mean, I do have heat in here, but I don't have AC. So when it gets super hot, I mean, that's the one thing that I just, I don't want to work with a finicky coating. So right. I mean, you just got to think about the dwell time. So if it's, you know, if it's colder, you're going to wait a little bit longer when it's warmer in here, you know, you're just going to remove it a little bit quicker, but I yeah. mean, getting brought in and actually <clears throat> like training and I'm not going to lie, training and all that sort of stuff. It, it, it's something I see myself doing and I'm doing it, 
Uh, do I get nervous? I mean, all the time, you know, but sure. once sure. I start getting into it, I mean, you get over that. I mean, I sit and I bike in the summertime. I bike every single day that I can to and from work and it's an hour each way. And I'm sitting there, you know, I'm always trying to like help myself. I'm listening to self-help books. I'm listening to speech like stuff. I mean, but so anyway, I, I just really like that. I was given the opportunity I was believed in and, um, you know, they stand behind me 100%, which is pretty amazing, you know? Yeah. And that's what I think you look for in a company too. I mean, that's, you know, one of the reasons that we were really comfortable putting our name right next to uh, PNS is just the people that run it. And Joel's yeah, come from the same cloth. I mean, yes. when you can sit there and talk to somebody and call the person on the phone and say, hey, this is what I'm experiencing. Yeah. And they're not just like, well, you know, our policy says when they go, okay, let's talk about why you did that. What happened yeah. there? What, you know, going to those trainings and, and it is, it is very daunting. It's intimidating when you're the person training something. I recently had a, a, a high school kid come to me and ask if he could do a, an apprenticeship for credit in my home shop. I don't own a professional shop. I don't detail cars for a living, but I've been involved in cars since like the eighties and I restore cars. I paint cars, bodywork, engines, everything. And so he came to my shop and wanted to do this apprenticeship. And I had a really hard time for two reasons. One is because he's one of my best friend's sons. Yep. And the other reason is because I was telling my wife, I'm like, I'm like, I literally, this is going to be his first impression of what this is. What I don't want to, I don't want to send him down the wrong path. So I yeah. constantly find myself in the first couple of weeks of this going, okay, well, this is how I do it. And almost like apologetic. Yeah. But then, like you said, when you get over that, you just yeah. go, okay, so this is the technique I use. There's a lot of things in humidity with paint and I'm teaching him to paint. And so I'm like, okay, in the humidity, you've got to make sure it's at this ambient temperature. you got a thermometer in there. If it's this, you add this much reducer. If it's this, you do this. And you just experiment. And I think you do get over that. And when you realize that you're literally, you're not like holding them up. They're not going to die. It's not life or death. You're teaching them how to do something on a car. And they're going to figure it out. Um, but he's having a blast. I actually I just and, this, and so is he because I'm having like, a blast too. It's like I, he has a son in the I, shop. I, it's it. great. And so he's he actually has, after after I after he helped me replace the engine in his shop in my Chevy, he's never invited me back. So it must have been my singing. <laughs> no, no, it's actually funny. Jody and I working together, we're actually like doing little voices from cartoons and. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's what you find yourself doing. And this actually, this kid actually signed up for another semester of it. And he's actually going to bring some other guys over. So it's fun. That training aspect of that is fun because you get to pass off that knowledge. And I know that that's how, um, like I said, we've never had the opportunity. I'd love to, to sit with you at a, one of the trainings. I would love um, We've had the opportunity to sit with some other people that are absolutely phenomenal. I mean, like I said, Diane from, uh, for, Diane Doyle is phenomenal. Um, Rennie's phenomenal too, obviously, but some of the other people like Diana Balboni, she actually, it's almost like you said, like, she's a, uh, like a father figure. She's almost like a, um, um, the godmother, the godmother of, of interiors. She, she literally takes you and, 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 and Diana wants to help you out and they always want you to succeed. And I think that's one of the most, to me was surprising. Um, I, like I said, I've been in the automotive industry forever. I mean, I worked in shops when I was little or I restored cars. I was in a, a diesel shop when I was, you know, this high working for my dad doing stuff in a diesel shop. So I, I've been around it my whole life and I never had been in an industry where people were so inviting and they wanted you to learn. Yep. Right. It's not like people want you to, to fail. They want you to learn. So you yep. do it better. You know, I mean, I 
actually teach people to be better than me, you know, like there's so much stuff that I've learned and it's usually through trial and error, but I mean, I just, I want people to be better than me, like teach me something too at the end, you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. One, one of the things that I really enjoyed about SEMA was that at the PNS uh, booth, they actually had a panel with you and Bernice and Diane and Sid, and Sid Sydney, yeah. and, and I love that they took the time to take very classy, very professional ladies and said, all right, let's talk about the industry. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to talk about that. Um, you know, what was your experience with that? What were your impressions from the other ladies? And maybe some tips that you could share with other ladies that are intrigued in about entering the detailing world. So that experience was amazing. Like I felt so honored to be on there. Um, being up there with those girls, I was I was intimidated. I was nervous, but um, yeah, I was just I was so happy to be there. Like I said, I mean, the things that make you intimidated and nervous, like those are the things that help you grow. And just being around them was, I mean, I was taking it all in. I was, you know, but um, I would say that. I mean, I look up to them. What I, what I got from that is I'm just, you know, Bernice, I'm like, I, God, she speaks like, you know, all of them were just speaking. And I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> I just, the, the experience that I was surrounded by. And then uh, Diane, she was just, she was hilarious. So, you know, there was a few things that I was laughing at that I just wasn't aware of, but it was, it was funny. But no, when it comes to me giving advice to other females that are, I mean, that want to get into the industry is, you know, just do it. I mean, don't, yeah. um, I mean, there, like I said, there's all, there's all four of us girls. And then there's, you know, there's another good friend of mine, the Buffin queen. There's, you know, Megan Baker. There's, um, there's a lot of female detailers out there that would love to help. We love to help because we want there to be, you know, more, there's so much opportunity in it. I feel because, you know, we are already kind of, detail oriented I, I don't know if it's because yeah. you know if we put makeup on or we love to clean or I don't even know but um <laughs> I just say like don't let don't listen to the the background noise don't listen to any of the guys I would try and tunnel vision out um you know because there's going to be some people that that doubt you I mean mm. it could be like females in your life too which I don't you know I guess don't stay around negativity. I wouldn't listen to it. Um, but yeah, there's going to be people that question you, like, why do I go to you and not, you know, the guy down the road or something like that. And I'm not sure like, at all. I think guys work amazing, you know, just as good as us. And, you know, there's, I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's what I was saying earlier. It's not, it's not, it's an us and them thing, but I think it's that it's not as widely accepted. I mean, there's, there's no, there's no doubt that women are treated differently in every single industry in the world. But when you get into the, I'm going to say more masculine stuff, right? Cars and motorcycles and painting and all that kind of stuff. People traditionally look at that as a male thing and it is predominantly males, but that doesn't mean people should be discouraged. We, um, we were at Air Force One the first year and a little girl, I mean, she was probably five or six and mm-hmm. she came up and yeah, she, that was she literally cool. came up to me and Diana Balboni and she's like, can girls do this too? And I was like, oh, honey, absolutely. absolutely. I said, this is Diana. She's been doing this longer than I have. And I showed her a picture of my of my daughter restoring some headlights, you know, and I'm like, yeah, absolutely. This is what you do. And I spent 
we get asked by kids all the time there. We're, we're, we're kind of ambassadors for the industry when we're there. Yeah. And, and we get asked by kids, but I spent, I'm not lying. I spent more time with her than I spent with any other yeah, kid. Because I'm like showing her, I'm like, this is a polisher. This is how it works. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, get, if the kid's interested in it, get them encouraged in it. Don't discourage that. Yeah, right. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, all right. So I know you're, you got some really cool cars lined up for the day. So before oh, yeah. we let you go, let's do a tour of your shop. All right. And then you can tell us how people find you after we're done. There's Koa. Hold on. So, there's so I like to make my shop a little bit of like a hangout area because I do sleep here at times. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I just, I love it. Uh, maybe it's because I lived in my shop for a while, but uh, it just makes me feel at home. But after, you know, working pretty much starting with a bucket and um, working a bunch of holes, um, you know, anyway, it's pretty cool. Like I, sometimes I, I, I need to check myself. I am really appreciative of, of where I'm at. It's it's pretty amazing. But so we put in a couple rows of lights here. We got the race deck. Nice. It's a little messy right now because I took the seats out of my car, put some new ones in. Um, but yeah, I got my my two carts here. Love the carts. We got the um, cabinets. Dog. Shop dog. Shop dog. But yeah, let's. Uh, go out here oh wait oh hold on okay oh. <laughs> he wants to say hi okay so we have uh this is one of my favorite porsches i, I don't know if it's called like horse tooth or something like that the seats in there yeah so uh, it's okay it's okay um, we have a co oh, Come on, come on, come on. I'm just control my dog. Oh, Sorry about her. Co oh, come on, co oh, Let's go. Let's go. It's okay. Yeah, every time uh, somebody comes in, she likes to let let me know. So, all right, see you, dog. <laughs> anyway, um, turbo exclusive. There's a couple crash turbos over there. Here's our wash bay. Um, the big shop. So the next cars I have on the list to do are, well, that one right there, mm -hmm. uh, Ventador. And then I got this Huracan that's wrapped in uh, stealth expelled PPF. So is that a, is that a, is that a matte finish? Yeah. So it actually looks super awesome. You can't yeah. even tell the, the wrap is even on there. Yeah. But I can tell it was a matte finish, which people got to be careful with that. If you're going to do anything to that, be careful. You don't want it to be shiny. Yeah. We're, um, we're actually going to put on some IGL shield. Yeah. Which is it's nice because it doesn't affect the, the self healing properties. And then we got some texts over here. Um, we actually don't just work on European cars. Um, ah. But yeah. There's Danielle. She's the only other female here. She makes things fun. You know, what's actually funny is last night she was, uh, she had her, she has like a big brand new Chevy truck and she was trying to do her fuel filter or something like that oil change. But, uh, Kevin ended up leaving and he's like, are you sure you're okay? And she's like, oh yeah. And I don't really know if she knows how to put the lift up or down, but I showed her this really cool Photoshop app and she ended up photoshopping a picture of her truck crooked. 
down on the ground. <laughs> and Kevin was like, <clears throat> Kevin was like, he was eating dinner out to eat with his brother and stuff like that. And he saw the picture. Here, I'm just going to, sh- I got to show you guys. This. Oh God, that's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, look yeah. what happened at the shop after hours. We love to joke around here. It's it's not corporate whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, yeah I did that. I did that. I worked in a restoration shop in the very early nineties and I had a black car that we had restored and um, the gal that owned it. Oh, yes. oh <laughs> perfect. That That's is awesome. Perfect. But like, I looked at it after, actually, I was like, what the, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, yeah, the, the yellow um, pegs or whatever whatever you call them they uh they're not on the right they're not on the right spots but yeah yeah, we did that too we did that we had this black car and we'd restored it and the gal that owned it unfortunately she hit one of those yellow concrete posts at a gas station and scraped it all down the side yeah she brought it in for something else and she's like we're gonna get it fixed but my the guy that owned the shop didn't know and i go i went to him and i literally i go chuck Dude, I don't know what happened, but I totally, pulling her car in, I completely hit the side of the shop. He, oh my God, I thought he was going to punch me in the face. He threw his briefcase across the shop. He's cussing and screaming and throwing tools. And finally, after about two minutes, we told him, we said, dude, she wrecked it. And he, then he really wanted to kick my ass. He's, I mean, he's like, God. Oh God, it's great. It's great. Yeah, I love it. That's fun. All the time. So. That's awesome. Well, that is awesome. So, how do people get a hold of you in your area or outside of your area if anybody needs, you know, training or questions or anything? Oh, so you could get a hold of me at uh, my email, which is jturcott, um, all lowercase, jturcott at iglcodingsusa.com. Um, otherwise, if you're trying to get a hold of me, I mean, you can get a hold of me locally by that. Um, otherwise, um, my work phone is 952-956-2796. And uh, otherwise, you can reach out to me on social media. Um, yeah. yeah. Awesome. So, I mean, so everybody you are all over Instagram, Carsmentology. Right. Make sure you check it out. Go to her YouTube channel. Go to her YouTube and again, channel. just like ours, subscribe to people's YouTube channels. Don't just go check them out. Subscribe to it. That's what helps people continue to run their YouTube channel. So go out, subscribe to her channel, our channel. Uh, and, and you know, it only takes a second. And a lot of people post, you know, how you can help out a local person is you can, you can support them. Show them some love. Show them the love. So that's it. Well, thank you Thank you so much for joining us. I I'm, have truly enjoyed the conversation with you. Love your story. I mean, sleeping in your shop while you built it, that is yeah. not only incredible, but it's inspiring to those that are trying to build their, their business. And I think a lot of people think that there's a shortcut, but sometimes you got to pay the dues. Well, and- yeah, I think investing in yourself is probably the most important thing that you can do. So, you know, yeah. going to trainings or you know, just having, I mean, like this past weekend, I had my friends help me with YouTube because I, it's something that I really wanted to get into. And I think it's going to be very helpful for others as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just, just, in, in, you got to invest in yourself. And yeah, you know, I love it. Absolutely. Uh, that's good. Mud, but, you know, sometimes yeah. that's what it takes. And that you can look back and appreciate it a lot more if you've been there, you know, right, right. I mean, you, you built it from the ground up. So that's, what's awesome about it. Well, thank you for joining us. Yep. We hope you have a fantastic Christmas and the New Year's with your boyfriend and family and, and the whole crew there. Wish you guys all a very Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Yeah, you guys too. Thank yeah. you for having me on as the, you know, the last hurrah. Yeah, it is the last, last one of the year. And those that are tuning in, thank you for joining us every week as we explore the the leaders, the shakers, the the men and women that are making a 
big difference in the detailing industry. So check us next year, 2020, right here, Mafia Memoirs. You guys have a great day. Thanks. See ya. Bye.